Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first. Did you like that impromptu off like camera Jeopardy feeling where you're like, you don't know what they're saying, but they're actually saying it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first Mojo Market Report. I am your host. We are your host. Dave Sturchio here. Chris Gucci over there of Chop Sports coming to you from Chop Studios. And let me tell you something. We are very, very excited to get going and get rolling over here because it's been a long time coming. I feel like we've been doing this long enough uh, on our own platforms. And we said, you know what? One day, one day. Where all this this ridiculous knowledge we have is going to come to fruition, and here yeah, we are yep. because there's a market now, a legitimate market a, now. A for market this. that was designed for you, for me, for all of us sports fans out there that have been dying to be able to invest some capital in a player's career, and this is a beautiful market for for me. Fun time yesterday, crazy slate of NFL uh, games. Uh, watching my players was go ready up and that. down, I was ready for it. I mean, things. Things turned out well for me, so I'm happy about the way it shook out. Um, are we going to get to this, baby? Yeah, we Let's are going to get right to this it. because, look, the Sunday slate was incredible. A lot of, if you're a gambling man, a lot of backdoor stuff. You know, there was a lot of action. backdoor covers. Uh, there was, listen, underdogs won outright a lot. You know seven, what I mean? Seven out of the 12 underdogs won outright, outright yesterday. Don't worry about the spread. We don't need your spread. They'll <laughs> just win it on its own. An incredible slate. We saw a lot of things. We saw a lot of really, really good comeback comebacks. Uh, with Tua and just you know uh, the the Raiders ending and like we you went off listen we don't have to cover the entire thing you saw it you saw what went down me and Chris very happy walking in this morning as you know if you know if you followed this before we're gonna keep our bias out of this but big Cowboys guy big Packers guy we both celebrating a little victory Monday here today uh, Cooper Rush we'll talk about him later on because. Why not, right? That That's exactly what I want to do. I want to talk about Cooper Rush. Is that all right? Is that okay with you? If I talk a little Cooper Rush? I, w- I wish we could talk Cowboys defense because they Woo! stifled the Bengals offense in a second straight week. Let's get right to these games. They're bro. in trouble. Yeah, so look, the market is what it is, okay? It, it is literally your what, what dictates live, in real-time stuff is happening. So as you're watching unfortunate things developed yesterday, like the injury to Trey Lance. That one was a crusher because I and many others have invested yeah. in Trey Lance, yep. thinking that this is the year he breaks out because they gave the you know the total reins to him. And unfortunately, you know, it's not a breakout. It's a broken ankle. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Yesterday on my on my private page on Instagram, I made a little I'm all in on Trey Lance <laughs> post. And I got bombarded with instant uh, direct messages from oh. people saying, come on, bro, really? You did oh. this to this guy? No, nah, it wasn't my fault. I don't buy into that stuff. But uh, prayers up to Trey Lance. It's, I'm not out on Trey Lance just yet, though. I, I believe in Trey Lance long term. I did get out on him for now so I could play a little bit yeah. yesterday, but not a good situation. Going forward, I'm not all out on Trey. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. Yeah, as we go, we'll talk about it. But obviously, guys, if you're checking us out for the first time, uh, the Mojo Market is exactly what it is. Today's a big launch for these guys, and I think that it's going to blow up because why not? It's not your daily fantasy. It's not your yearly fantasy. It's not your dynasty leagues. It's, in, it's nothing like that. It's literally watching these players in real time do their thing. So yesterday when we saw guys like Lamar Jackson going completely ham and Tua going ham, like those those guys were – Moving in real time. And I actually, why I went onto the app and I said, all right, I wonder how this is dictating this because, you know, guys like Tua and guys like uh, Lamar Jackson are already kind of not heavy on the price. I mean, they're underpriced when it comes to like Tom Brady, Tom Brady's top dog, but like 
You're looking at those Lamar, guys. Lamar's definitely on his way. He's got an MVP under his belt. So he, he has does. Some, he has some legitimate banked value. But with the Tua situation, there's a lot of surrounding a lot surrounding Tua's ability to throw the ball deep, and then he's got those two burners on the outside. The way the game script played out, I want to talk a lot about the pass catchers with the Dolphins yesterday because across the board, if you're a Tyreek Hill, you're, you're Jalen Waddell and Mike Gusecki, all those guys shot up, right? It was a positive game script for the pass catchers for the Dolphins, and they responded accordingly. The second half, two, I think, threw four touchdowns in the second half alone. Listen. I've not always been, much like Lamar, I've not always been the biggest Tua supporter. I think it's, and I, this is going to sound weird, but I think it's because he's a lefty. And like every time he delivers, it's like looks weird to me. I'm just like, that's an ugly delivery, but he's actually just just mirroring. Talking and he's about doing the right young thing. quarterbacks that are in a really good situation. He's winning, he's winning football Tua's games. In the, Tua's in the best spot. Um, he's on a, def- on a team that's got a defense that's been in the top three or top five for the last three years counting. And... If we're talking about the pass catchers, I want to talk about the one guy that didn't do a thing yesterday. And when you're looking at a positive game script for your team, Cedric Wilson didn't even, I don't even think he it's got a target. boy, Cedric. What are we doing over there? The you, Dolphins, you, you the Dolphins out are going to be very heavy on the Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And if there's going to be any pass catchers sprinkled in, it's likely going to be the running back and the tight end. I'm not so sure that the third receiver on Miami is going to get much burn out there. And rightfully so. Because Tyreek Hill and and, uh, and David Tua, that connection in this in the fourth quarter, bro. How do you leave these guys that wide open? Is my is my question, dude. They they were running free, and that's why I have a problem. Not problem with Tua, but like you know, some of his passes, it looked like some of these guys were waiting for fair catches. You know what I mean? Because they're just kind of dropping in, and that's all well and good. But you got and, and I talked to a bunch of people on social media yesterday, and they're like, "Well, what do you expect them to do? You're trying to outthrow two of the fastest guys in the league, so it's it's not the easiest thing to do." So with that game. We got to move into our first segment of the day. Top movers. Because I think the top movers and one of the tippy top movers yesterday was a guy you just mentioned, and that's Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle yesterday's market skyrocketed because the kid went absolutely ham. 11 catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns, and his market showed that yesterday went up 13.54. And that was very late last night. So as the market opens today, it could go up even more. Gooch, when you look at something like a Jalen Waddle, somebody like a Jalen Waddle, with Tua throwing the ball, like how much can you invest in a guy like Waddle, considering the fact that it's going to be hit or miss? Like both of these guys, Tyreek Hill absolutely went off too, but he's considered a top ten receiver in the league. Like how much can you, how much stock can you literally go into Jalen Waddle? Well, I'm putting a decent amount in Jalen Waddle. I guess it depends on what you're what you're playing with and how you how you like to play this game. Uh, I don't think that I'm going to inv- – you want to diversify, so you don't want to put everything into one guy. But as far as Waddle goes, he's a young, talented receiver. He had expectations because he was a, a high draft pick. I believe he was picked six or seven by the Dolphins last yeah. year. And Dolphins fans weren't really happy about it when they picked him. But, look, the kid comes from uh, Alabama, so he's got the acumen. It means he's he wins a, a lot. He's a blue chipper <laughs> going into college, and there was expectations. And when you see a guy that has lofty expectations the way he did and he delivers on them, last year he had over 100 catches as a rookie. And there wasn't a Tyreek Hill across the other way to take some of the coverage away. So Jalen Waddle, I mean, I don't know how you could see anybody play the way he's playing and not be in on Jalen Waddle. I'm not saying invest your entire uh, portfolio on Waddle, <laughs> like, like. But Dave it's was- something to move if you look at the chart right now. If you're looking at it, like the spikes in that live 24-hour base, like. The kid's going to keep moving up, you would think, because Tua has found a relationship between the two of those guys, including Gasecki. By the way, did you see his gritty? Yeah. Oh, God. Brutal. Brutal. Crushing dads everywhere. Like, Brutal. He's Brutal. trying. He's doing Brutal. the thing. I'm like, what? please stop. And they were down 14 still. And I was like, just back in the huddle. <laughs> you know, like, but anyway, the Dolphins pass catchers obviously balled out yesterday. 
Staying in the AFC East, however, another incredible game between the Browns and the Jets. Now, this game was dead to rights. 30-17. to 17. Now, the Browns did miss the extra point. So that was a big, big deal. And this guy, Garrett Wilson, all right, he's the one who actually said in post, he said, look, the coach came up to us after the Browns scored, after Chubb scored the touchdown, he goes, the Browns just gave us our only chance to win this game because you would never get the ball back. A lot of people were saying Chubb should have sat on it and then ran the clock out and the game's over. But Chubb scores. The only way the Jets can get back in this game is if they get the ball back. They did that. And this kid right here might have solidified himself as the bona fide number one receiver in New York. And I say New York. I'm talking Jets and Giants. Um, yesterday, Garrett Wilson goes for eight catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. His percentage skyrockets, according to the graphic, 17.67% up in that time frame. And it's just like, all right, so now you look at the Jets. This is all being done with Joe Flacco, right? Zach Wilson is like a week away, two weeks away, they're saying. Is this like, is it now's the time to get in on Garrett Wilson because of the fact that once Zach Wilson gets there, it's going to even be bigger and better production? Well, I think now's the time to get in on Garrett Wilson for two reasons. One, because it was Joe Flacco and he still shined. And two, because Zach Wilson's coming back. And three is really because he's just that good. Look at the talent. He was he was wide open four four separate times yeah. in big spots. Separation. The huge. separation was huge. He had like a 15 yards of separation on that game winner or game tying touchdown, but mm. then they had ended up kicking the extra point. The thing that I want to mention is even though Zach Wilson's injured and didn't play, he didn't shoot up a lot, but he did shoot up a little bit. And I think that has to do with the young, exciting team that the Jets have right now. They have two guys in the backfield that are able to mix it up a little bit. Compliment each other. Finally got uh, a little more credit than mm -hmm. he deserved going into week two. Um, As a Michael Carter and Brees Hall, I'm, I definitely like the Jets' young offense. These guys are littered with players that I'm, I'm interested in. I'm not saying I'm going all in on the Jets yet because it's still the Jets, but uh, <laughs> shade thrown at New York. When right Zach there. <laughs> Wilson comes back, it's going to be a fun team to watch if he can get over that hump a little bit. He's a young guy, but I believe in Zach Wilson, and he's rather cheap right now. If you look at some of the other quarterbacks that came in in the class that he's in, so I'm I kind of like the Zach Wilson situation going forward with the Jets. I like it too. I like it too. Now look, we understand as you see this show, the Mojo Market Report. You see us talking all well and good about all these. Players that are shooting to the moon. Unfortunately, with the market, things don't always go your way, right? And if you're Kenny Galladay, things don't go your way, okay? Galladay, uh, yesterday, no targets, no catches. Last week, one catch. His market plummeted. He's down 15% according to the numbers and according to the Mojo app, which right now you can download right now and get involved, start playing. Um, I say play, but it's it's the, it's the stock market. My father hates when I say that. I'm like, I'm going to play the stock market. He's like, it's not playing. It's like, you're not playing. You're investing. I always feel dirty when I say play the stock market. People <laughs> right. look at me funny. <laughs> yeah, right. So Kenny Galladay. So, and then on top of that, I don't know if you knew this, Chris, but you know, when, when the, the Giants won the game, right? Clearly they're winning. They're two and oh, everything's, they're flying high over there. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, cool. That means all the reporters are going to go in there, interview all the heroes, everybody that's involved. They go to Kenny Galladay. Kenny, how do you feel about the game? Kenny's not there. Kenny Galladay clears out his locker and leaves. Well, Kenny Galladay must have found out that he's the only player on the Giants offense <laughs> whose mojo stock plummeted yesterday. <laughs> right. um, and maybe Kadarius Toney, too. There's, it's just he, completely He got on the field this time. And, and at least Kadarius Toney's handling it. Like you'd want a player, a professional player to handle mm -hmm. it. And honestly, Kadarius Tony's the guy that I'd expect to shun the media out of the right. Crew. Kenny Galladay's been a professional up to this point in his career. And I'm not saying he's not a professional, but you know, Kenny, you gotta speak to the media. On the other side of the uh on the other side of the field, 
unfortunate situation with Tommy Tremble. I think that he broke something or, or, or turned a knee or something went down, but he plummeted. And I think that's largely due to the fact that it was a potentially season-ending injury there. And I wanted to mention Chuba Hubbard. He shot down just a I little saw that bit. Too. And he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't get injured. I don't think he got injured. It was more so just Christian McCaffrey, another game back, another game looking healthy. He, he eclipsed the 100-yard mark. Christian McCaffrey, he may be just far enough removed to where you could start considering an investment in oh, Christian no. McCaffrey. Oh, no. Not going to be me, a- but <laughs> you may want to start considering it because, look, he looks good. He does. He's I mean, passing the eye test. It's not his fault yesterday didn't go their way. I can promise you that. You're blaming Baker, aren't you? I'm blaming Boohoo Baker, baby, <laughs> all day long. There was a great graphic that, that was put out on the Mojo Twitter yesterday, and it's, who would you rather short long-term? I know that might be a little... Please inform the crowd of what the heck that even means. So who do you want to short long-term for the, over the duration of their career? And to short somebody, it means I'm just going to invest in the fact that I don't believe this player's stock is going to go up. So you can, in fact, make some money if a player's stock goes down by shorting this stock. And the question was posed because the, the games are about to kick off. It was Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones. Very similar career trajectory, very similar cr- career projections up to this point. And the question was, who would you rather short long-term? And to me... Just going to answer this quickly, and maybe it'll give you guys a little understanding. To me, I would short Baker long-term, meaning I think Baker's going to have a worse future career than Daniel Jones. So if he does, I make money on that. So the comeback player of the year, Baker Mayfield, oh, is going to be short. stop it. We don't, no, nobody believes that. Nobody believes Except that. Except this guy, because I'm, I'm going to tell moron. you why, though, and this will give the insight. Baker Mayfield's already on his second stop. Typically in the NFL, do you know of many guys that get three opportunities to start in this league? I don't. Sam Darnold, that's two. Two. And did he, is he Ryan start? Fitzpatrick? Is he, is he stu- I mean, he did get an opportunity. Ryan Fitzpatrick is Journeyman. One, but it takes years and years. And are you really going to invest in Baker and ho- hang on to him for nine years? No. And the chances no, that he not. gets a third start probably like not. a Geno Smith? Yeah, Geno did have three stops where he started, but he wasn't the starter in the, on the Giants. That was a gift. Um, but to, to back to the point, Daniel Jones now has Brian Dayball as his, as his head coach. Brian Dable worked wonders with Josh Allen. You saw what he's done. He, he created an MVP candidate. I know Josh Allen is maybe twice the player that Daniel Jones is. I was is. just going to say, folks, he was about to – I felt like Chris was going on a rant saying Daniel Jones could be the next None, Josh nonetheless, Allen. Nonetheless, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey was the guy that was talking about Jalen, uh, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen being yeah. trash years ago. Brian Dable and Josh Allen worked hard to fix that. Now, Brian Dable's in New York. So I think with the situation he's in, I like Dable over a Matt Rule. I like the the supporting cast. The Giants are on the come up young team, mm. and if they each fail at the stop that they're at, I believe that because there's only one failed opportunity, I think Daniel Jones gets another chance, and you could see a potential. Think like Ryan Tannehill type resurgence for okay. the second team. Okay, I think he has the ability. That's not a bad play at all. And you know what? It's a great thing that you brought up both of those guys because now it's time to talk some quarterbacks, Gooch. <laughs> Let's talk quarterbacks. All right. So, look, the insanity that was, you see it on your screen right now. A lot of guys that you expected. Lamar, you know, he's a good player. Tua, good player. A couple guys at the top of that list. You didn't expect to jump the way it was. And you know what? I made a a tongue-in-cheek tweet a couple days ago. Maybe it was like Thursday or Wednesday of last week. And I said, 
I'm about to invest in Cooper Rush. And boy, oh boy, was I ever proven right. I, I mean, I didn't invest in Cooper yeah, Rush. Yeah, I was going to say, Dave definitely Rush. did not invest did not. in however, Cooper Rush. However, 5.43% up yesterday. Plays himself a decent game. I don't hate it. He goes, uh, what is it, 19 for 31 for a tug, and um, that's it. But like, he played a very sound What's game. What's the most important stat? The dub. And look, and everybody talks about how Tua doesn't put up stats and he only gets Ws. He throws 38 touchdowns <laughs> in the second half yesterday. <laughs> right. Go figure. We want to talk about that. It, it, all right, look, that was Cooper Rush. That was my flowers to Cooper Rush. That's all I can give you, pal. Go win a game next week in New York. Um, but I got to start with, with Trey Lance's stock obviously plummeting after the injury and Jimmy G being inserted. Now, there were a lot of 49er fans out there going into this year that said, you know what, I'm not really too sure about the whole confidence like like switch a route like you act as if Jimmy G didn't bring you to a championship you know what i'm saying like an NFC championship game and you know and he was in the super bowl not too removed to go so why all of a sudden i questioned this all summer i said what what is the move why is the move happening and look now it's over but how much of a genius does John Lynch look like right now for keeping this guy around? Because now his stock goes up. He plays himself a decent game. Jimmy G, uh, 13 for 21, throws a touchdown, 154 yards. And again, most important is that he wins the game. He's signing autographs, kissing babies at the end of this. Jimmy G is back, all the way back. Now, how all the way back do you invest in this guy? I'm still a little, I'm still a little out on Jimmy G. I don't think that he's looked at as the long-term solution for any team. 49ers included. They brought him back to be the backup quarterback, and it was a nice stopgap option. They went to the NFC Championship with him under center last year. So as a team, I don't know that they get worse. Their potential is less. But as of today, I think they actually are a better team with Jimmy G than Trey Lance. I feel like they're Looking shaped the way that they way. Yeah. Yesterday, I think there was a calm that came over the huddle when Jimmy G came in, and everybody was like, all right, back to normal, and no big deal. But because it was only a one-year contract, Jimmy G had an opportunity. Teams had an opportunity to get Jimmy G very cheap in the offseason. I think they were looking for a third. Very cheap in the offseason. I think that they could have gotten him for less. I don't think anybody was willing to take on the contract with Jimmy G, and I don't think that Jimmy G would have restructured to go to another team. So that was the issue. But I'm still not in on Jimmy G for a long-term play, but in a week-to-week basis, you might want to sprinkle a little bit. But if you see, he played decently. He got in the game. Could you really see a situation this season where, where Jimmy G's his value is going to spike more than it did yesterday. You would think he needs to get in the game for him to and win the game, and and he did that, and he did that, and he still only went up a couple percent. It's because it's the expectations going forward, Jimmy G, for me, they're just not there. If they could put it together and win a Super Bowl, then we get that bonus money, then we're talking a different situation. We're talking, we're talking. Oh, but man. right now, I need to see way more. Did you do any of that? Did you do any of that, of that, you of that uh, extra uh, yeah, curriculars I, I yesterday? I definitely played around a little bit, having fun. Um, I don't want to talk about it. All right. Because I, I, <laughs> I increased the risk a little bit in the 8 o'clock game, and it didn't work my, work out my way. Okay, okay. And we're talking about the uh, multipliers. We're and talking that's a about big, the big deal. Yes, yes, we'll yes. talk about that throughout the course of the week. But um, sticking, uh, sticking with the quarterbacks, Tula yesterday, I mean, for God's sakes, 36 for 50. Okay, he threw the ball 50 times, and six of those times went for touchdowns. Um, he did throw two picks. You know, I have to throw that out there. Um, but 469 yards, Tua absolutely played out of his mind. Now, he doesn't seem like the guy that's going to – let's be honest here, okay? Let's, let's be honest. A lot of this is yak, okay? There was a couple balls that he did loft up there, which were great. And Tyreek Hill does the peace sign. He goes away. But a lot of this stuff is going to come after the catch. 
in your mind, when you invest in a guy like Tua, does it matter? It does not. No. Right? It does, it does not. not. I don't think that anybody's looking at these plays and saying, hey, Tua sucks still because he threw that ball two yards underthrown. Look, get these guys. Except the, me, and I got get, roasted. Get these, get these guys <laughs> the ball in space and let them do their thing. I think it's a testament to the offense, to the coordinator. And look, Tua's putting the ball on them. He's a, he's an accurate passer. you got to give him that. Mm. And these guys burn. So why not just get them the ball in space? They're getting 15 yards of separation, so you could afford to underthrow it five yards. I like Tua because of the situation he's in going forward. They clearly, maybe they didn't believe on him, believe in him as much as they should have in the offseason because of all the Deshaun Watson talk. But all at, at every stop, Tua's had to deal with some, some nonsense, even in college with Jalen Hurts and that whole situation. Yeah. Tua's been overcoming adversity at every stop, and he just wins football games. I love him. Did you him. did you hear their their head coach uh, on the in the post game? He said that you know in the beginning of the or right the night before when the coach gives that final hoorah speech right to the team, he said, "Look, I want to see us face some adversity. You know, I want to see how we respond." And he goes, "They took me as literal as possible <laughs> with that game, the way it played out. Nobody." And nobody out there had the Dolphins coming back to win that game. Um, but anyway, speaking of that game, the flip side. Now, I want to ask you a question, Chris. With Lamar Jackson, 21 for 29, three touchdowns, 318 yards, 115 on the ground with a touchdown, too. He's only up 4% because obviously the expectations for this guy were through the roof. Can you look at a Lamar Jackson? And this is a long-term play type situ situation scenario. Can you see him with the value of a, you know, the top upper echelon of quarterbacks like obviously the bank stuff he's got the mvp right and that's the reason why brady's price is up there that's the why the reason why aaron Rodgers' price is up there because of what they've done already can you see this guy's trajectory sh like shooting past the mahomes and shooting past a, a, a herbert guys like that in that market because if you're going to do it you got to do it now because if you don't his, his price is going to be way through yeah we got to see two versions of lamar we got to see lamar week one where he didn't do it with his legs and he was making great reads and getting the ball out early and then week two you see the lamar that we've all grown to love over the last couple seasons most of us most of us <laughs> still a running back to me but <laughs> i think contract year lamar is going to be a scary thing for opposing defenses they had major issues in the secondary and that's the reason why they lost this game the corners got gashed lamar jackson played incredible in fact across the board every single offensive player i believe for the ravens did go up minus a jk dobbins and jk dobbins didn't play so he's got to be back next week right you would assume it has to i've been hearing that for the last year so no jk dobbins Which, hopefully we get him back on the field <laughs> shortly i'm a big i'm a big dobbins guy so but back to the lamar thing lamar's in his contract season i think once the Ravens realized, like, look, we're going to have to give this guy every dollar he wants because there's no sense in dragging this out. Another team will give Lamar that money. If you want to really fracture their relationship and franchise tag him and all those good things, I don't think it's going to play out well for you. I do think that if Lamar has the season that I think he's about to have this year, the Ravens pay him all the money. And then once he gets that long-term guaranteed contract, that's also then I'm spike. all in on Lamar. But that's also going to spike it. In the mojo market, it's not only just based off of performance, but accolades as well. And Russell Wilson got his big extension, by the way. When we're talking by quarterbacks. By the way, Russell Wilson, what? what? When I'm talking quarterbacks, <laughs> I like to play them God. for a little more of a long-term conservative thing where I'm going to put some money in a guy. So I'm not really too concerned about it going up 5 10%. I would like to see the team invest in him. And once the team believes in Lamar long term, then that gives me reason that, you know what, the Ravens front office has been but bulletproof over the last 10, 15 years. So when the Ravens believe in him, then I'll believe in him long term. And I promise you, 
That's a promise. When the Ravens sign Lamar, I sign up to Lamar. Yeah. Well, well, that's also a double-edged kind of – probably used that wrong. But like the, 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 what I'm saying is you're waiting for the contract to invest in Lamar. Why not now, knowing that if, if contract year Lamar is good, you got him now, and when that contract is signed and that ink is wet and then dries, you got him – it's going to skyrocket again. Why not, not do it I, now? I, if wouldn't, you're into I it? wouldn't say it's going to skyrocket, but look. I'm talking about banked value. So when yeah. you, if you, if he has a really good year and he banks some value, then me investing a little bit more money in 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 acquiring the player to me that's worth it because it's showing that he has. When if Lamar something did happen where the wheels come off, then you have some banked value. That's safety net for me. So I'm I'm liking when teams will invest in you. To me, that shows the ability that the quarterback is going to be there long-term and longevity matters. Longevity matters on the mojo market. So definitely with quarterback situation, I want long-term play with the ability to go deep into playoffs and, and, and play in the playoffs every year. And I think Lamar is in a tailor-made situation for that. So I'm a, like I said, the reason why the Ravens won't go in on him right now is the injury risk and the, the style. But I think that's a, a foregone conclusion. They're going to pay him. And when they do, then I pay for him. All right, sounds good. Now, look, NFL Week 2 has delivered already, right? And now it's starting to kind of wind down as we have two games tonight. Not sure why NFL did this. I mean, I'm here for more games, fine. Yeah, I understand that, but, like, the timing, like, you couldn't make, like, one, like, 7 and one, like, 9.30 or something like that. I mean, they're stacking What is them. it, 7.15 and 10.15? Listen, I'm old, man. <laughs> like, I just, no, it isn't, actually. It's it's 7 and, like, 8.30. Like, it's they're, they're simultaneously playing this game. It is. Really? Yeah. And I don't know why they did it. But anyway, tonight, the uh, Tennessee Titans are uh, going into Buffalo. So that's not a fun situation at all. And, of course, later on with, you know, 45 minutes later or whenever the heck it kicks off, it's the Vikings against the Eagles. Now, Gooch, you got to make some kind of bold prediction ski here. Okay. As far as the guys that we're going to be watching on the live market as it's playing out, is there anybody that right now that, Besides the obvious, like, yeah, everybody loves Derrick Henry. Everybody's in on, uh, you know, uh, Jefferson over there in Minnesota. Like, is there anybody that you're keeping your eye on as far as tonight's games are concerned? Because, again, the weirdest thing about this, and I saw this this morning, the stock of one Kenny Pickett went up. Steelers backup rookie quarterback. That went up a little bit yesterday. Now, I'm trying to think to myself, like, why, Dave? Why, why would that go up? It's because of the play of Mitch Trubisky all oh, of yeah. a sudden. Oh, yeah. So now I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, when you're looking at a guy like Malik Willis, who's behind Ryan Tannehill, is this something to monitor Tannehill's performance tonight because Malik Willis' stock can go up? I think it's a little early. I think they're going to let— I thought so, too, but then I saw Pickett's stock go up. Uh, look, I think that Pickett's stock going up is a little bit different. Ryan Tannehill's gone into the playoffs several times in the last yeah. couple seasons. Tannehill and Trubisky, they don't belong on the same— on the same plateau. Tannehill's, we just talked about him on the show. He's had, he's had, yeah, they were the one seed last year, right? Mid without uh, without Derrick Henry, most of the time. Mitch Trubisky was the backup quarterback in Buffalo last year. So, no, I don't, I think that Kenny Pickett has a much more clear path, and he was a first round pick. The okay. expectations are way higher. Malik Willis, though, he is a nice buy in if you believe in him long term, because I do. If you saw the little bit of preseason action that he had, he Look looked good. really good. Look good. But as far as players, like we're talking about across the board, the guy that I'm watching most today, because he had zero catches last week and he was drafted high a season ago, and that's Devontae Smith. Mm. Is Devontae Smith going to take the top off the defense? I think he might have the ability to do so. It's been the week of the Alabama receiver going up, up top. <laughs> right. So Devontae Smith, there's no different. I think that he he 
he might find pay dirt today. And you want to see him get something going so you could buy in on him long term. But I'm not so sure. I think he's going to be one of those boomer bust guys every week while making a name for himself doing so, like a Deshaun Jackson. So I do like Devontae Smith. You know who that's I like? the guy I'm watching tonight. You're watching Devontae? I'm watching a guy that the Eagles decide to draft instead of Justin Jefferson, and then he was moved over to Minnesota. Revenge, baby. I'm into the storylines. Revenge game 1.0 as far as the first time he's facing him. Jalen Rager. Now, I always, I, I kind of look, as, as a Cowboy guy and an NFC guy who focuses more on the NFC East, you kind of look at Jalen Rager and you're like, Ugh, what a bust. You know, like this is incredible. But now, outside of Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, he's now the lost soul over there. I like him. I like him tonight. Watch a little bit of Jalen Rager. And I could be, listen, this is why they're called bold predictions, folks. It's not like, the, go invest all of your money, every dollar that you have in Jalen Rager. No. What I'm saying is the opportunity might find itself tonight. Jalen Rager on special teams is what they're looking like. They like him on special teams. If you heard the the special teams coordinator talk about Jalen Rager, it was a little uncomfortable, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But you can't you can't discredit Jalen Rager for failing in Philly. It wasn't his fault that they picked him that high. Mm -mm. Jalen Rager wasn't supposed to ever be a number one wideout. He wasn't even supposed to be a number two. Maybe not even a number three, but guess what he is? He's probably going to be a really good kick returner and punt returner and find a nice role for himself as a fourth receiver on a loaded offense. So Jalen Rager, I would say splash plays, but he's going to see the field a lot because of the special team. So returning kicks and punts, Rager will be out there. Speaking of seeing the field, flip side, Titans-Bills game. Gabe Davis hurts his ankle in practice on Saturday during like a walkthrough. Don't understand how you could do that, but maybe he was just going a little too hard. All of a sudden, that Bills receiving core takes a hit because you got Stefan Diggs and he's going to be, you know, as, as good as the Titans defense could possibly play on Stefan Diggs. But what about a guy like Isaiah McKenzie, somebody like that you want to take a look at just for, for tonight? Yeah, he's going to see an uptick in targets potentially. He's not going to switch roles. He's going to stay in the slot regardless, but the target share, share should be a little bit higher. This game scares me, though, a little bit. I don't know. The 10 points is a lot of points, and I feel like Tennessee kind of has Buffalo's number a little bit. We shall see. I don't know. We We're going to find see. out. But I hope you guys have enjoyed yourselves here on the very first episode of the Mojo Market Report. Of course, we're back here every single day right here in the Mojo YouTube channel at 930, talking all things Mojo Market, meaning obviously there's Sunday slate of games, there's the Monday game, there's the Thursday game, there's football for every Buddy. But midweek, you're going to be searching for things to or, or guys to invest in, and maybe there could be some guys. And I know Chris's favorite segment is going to be coming up in this week, and it's like the bargain basement. Guys, Penny Stock Chris over here is going to tell you which guys to go after throughout the course of the week. So I hope you enjoyed. Please spread the love and spread the word about Mojo and its release today. And for Dave Sturchio and Chris Gucci, this has been another and first, and I should have just said first, first episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Do we do a paper toss? Or <laughs>